Chompcast, the official podcast of Swordchomp. Swordchomp.com, place where you can go to download our podcasts all over the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, all over the world. Uh, we have a Patreon page, Patreon.com/Swordchomp, where you can go to support us. We have a special VIP tier. So you should look for that. Um, but we'll get more of that later. This is a very, very special podcast. As I turn to my right to see our good friend Shay in Japan and joining me, of course, my good friends, Filipino Johnny Depp, Anthony Fisher, and Joshua Fowler have traveled across the world to join me for my wedding. Um, and Shay joins us, although we didn't. <laughs> he's taking a picture of us right now on the webcam. Shay's still joining us from Japan. I'm sorry, Shay. I didn't get. Uh, I forgot to print out a picture of your head, which I thought was a really great idea. So, is there something else we could use in here to just like move when Shay's talking? Mm. Um, just grabs, grabs here. There's, there's, a, there's a Charmander there. Uh, will this work? Can we just use this little Toon oh, Zelda? Yeah. I'm okay with Link. Okay. I'm okay with Link's Link. All right. Okay. All right. All right. You can sit on my lap, uh, Shay. Sit right there. Ooh, right on top of my crotch. Is that all right? Aww. It's where you yeah, be it's nice here. and warm. <laughs> it is warm. Uh, it's weird though. It smells like strippers. Oh, huh? I guess I didn't take a bath here. <laughs> yes, he, we've been so busy, he hasn't had time to bathe. Yep. So sorry about that. It's better. Oh. I'm gonna have to muscle through it. <laughs> I'll do something. I'll do something. Um, this is going to be a fun show, and it's also going to be a little bit of a disaster, but in the best way possible. We're going to record as much of this as we can. No promises the whole thing will get recorded because we have long shows. But we're recording it, and we're going to see what happens. But I want to get to some proper intros um, as well. Everything we're talking about today, topic of the show is a really perfect one because I'm getting married this week, and I asked our community basically how they juggle a relationship with being a gamer. Do they have to date someone who plays video games? Does it even matter? What's that balance like? So our Instagram community for Sword Chomp will be weighing in on that. That's going to be one of the most interesting topics of the year, I think, so it's pretty special for this show. Um, we're talking about a, a bunch of games, cross-code, um, My Memories of Us, which is a game that Josh... And Shay have been playing. We talked a little bit about that before. Uh, Fish and Josh have been down here testing out some VR, some Sony PlayStation VR, which is surprisingly not dead because of a game called Astrobot that just came out that's getting rave reviews, which is just so random and weird because nobody expected that to happen. Um, among all the amazing poll topics that we post every week on the Swordshop Instagram page. So we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but let's get to some real intros. First... Shay Light and joining us from Japan. Sorry, I'm just building you up there. Um, now that I can touch you in the flesh. I know. Mm. <laughs> touch each other in the flesh. Why don't you actually touch his flesh instead of his shoulder? Oh. Fish wears a lot of clothing. He doesn't leave very much of his skin exposed. Because um, he's very stylish. He has all sorts of... He like, he's like a very stylish man. So, um. No, that's fair. But no, yeah, Shay joining us um, via his satellite in Japan. Um, and he has to watch all the crazy hijinks this week. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Um, this week's been kind of crazy. Uh, as I was trying to slyly fit in time to play my memory of us. And also this week was Culture Festival again this year for my students. So a lot of my free time was spent practicing the drums for a song that, that we were performing for the children. Uh, thank you for petting my avatar. I appreciate it. If anything we do this oh. avatar, you have to respond to. So. <laughs> okay. 
I'm sorry. Hey, keep a PG. Yeah. There's kids watching. I was going to give yeah, him a rim right. job. Figured he'd like that. How about you suck the sword, you dirty fiend? Well, that didn't take long. <laughs> we haven't even opened the alcohol yet, and Fish is already pretending to gag on something. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Shay. But, um, <laughs> anyways, get back on track. The culture festival was yesterday. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. I got to see some students that graduated last year. Um, it was a weird experience. I saw one of the girls who would talk to me. She wasn't very good at English. She had a ton of makeup on. She looked like three years older, and I was like, what the hell? Who are you? Oh, wait, that's my student. I got oh, to see, like, wow. five of my former students. It was cool. It was really cool to see. I saw one of my... Um, so we had this nurse last year. Um, she ended up getting pregnant, and she got really sick, so she had to go to the hospital, and she actually had to quit working her job because she was bedridden for months. And I hadn't, like, she just dipped out at about this time last year, actually, and I hadn't seen her until yesterday when she popped in with her child, and she was looking good. So she's healthy now. It's good to see she's doing well. And uh, I actually ended up, and this is how this story is all going to correlate. I um, I was looking at some of the first-year students, like, artwork and stuff, and I um, I was sitting there looking this this, um, this girl who she doesn't go to the school. She's a handicapped girl. She, she comes up right next to me and she's like, hi. And I was like, hello, how are you doing? She's like, I'm great. How are you? And I was like, her English is really fucking good. Like it was like, she was fluent as hell. Like she sounded very natural. I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, um, are you having fun? She's like, yeah, I'm having so much fun. And we ended up talking, talking a little bit, and it was kind of funny. Like a bunch of parents and students were surrounding us as we we're having this normal conversation, but we were just ignoring them, having just like this typical English conversation. And I was like, "You're really good at English." And she's like, "Yeah, I actually used to live in the U.S. for five years." I said, "Oh, okay. Where did you live?" And she's like, "Michigan." I was like, "Oh, I got a buddy who lives there." And yeah, and she, I was like, "Which which city?" And she, I don't remember it. She's like, it was really small. It was pretty close to Detroit. And I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. So Maybe that's... Can't tell not... you which city, mm-hmm. Josh, but... Keep it private. Close enough. Cool. Yeah. Probably well, a good that, idea. But that's a good story. It, it was a good time. It was, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Um, I managed to sneak in some CrossCode this morning as well, so I'm excited to talk about games this week with you guys and watch your guys' mm-hmm. hijinks in the closet. Games! Hijinks in the closet. <laughs> we might have found our podcast title, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we're, I jinx in the closet. We're glad, we're glad to have you here as well. Um, so that's, uh, of course, the professor, Shay Layton, joining us from Japan. Uh, Joshua Fowler is here, of course, and as I introduce him, we'll give him a chance to pour us this very special message as he decided he wanted to send a text message right mm-hmm. there as well. He caught you on camera, so you can pour for yourself first. Josh bought us this. Can, uh, first of all, Josh is here from Michigan. How are you doing this week, Josh? I'm good. I am good. Been enjoying my time out here in Far Cry 5. <laughs> Montana. That's oh, the that's place. right. That's Montana. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah. We're, you know, only a small amount of cultists. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Only one. Yeah. Although, funny story. Right before we started the podcast on our way back, a guy tried to commit suicide using our car. And ran at us. Just sprinted. Right at the front of the car from the sidewalk, out of nowhere. He was on Bliss. It was definitely Bliss oil. Yeah, it was definitely Bliss and not meth. That makes sense. It was not meth. It was just, definitely Bliss. Just mm-hmm. a quick question. Did you guys happen to pop over to Parkdale and 
check out the Seed Brothers. What's Parkdale, Shay? Uh, Parkdale. <laughs> God, I'm gonna don't. Uh, it's like a low-income housing area in Great Falls, and it's it is very. The ghetto. Uh, it is the ghetto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our form of the ghetto, which is very tame compared to any other city's ghetto. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know. It's pretty. It's, it's a pretty dangerous just like area. regular ghetto. <laughs> oh, you, know, you can pour it. I, I took him. <laughs> hey. I, took him I, I took him around a little bit. We tried to do as much as we could. Took some pictures. We've been really enjoying this restaurant here, Shay. Did you ever eat at the Roadhouse here in Great Falls before you left? No. Oh. So that place, like that place, had just started mm-hmm. becoming popular about the time I came. I came to Japan, um, and especially with me having spent the last few years uh before i came here in bozeman instead of great falls i never really got a chance to go there but i've ever since uh i've been in japan just friends on facebook just constantly rave about that place it's i know it's been visited by some of the uh the traveling uh food tv series and it's well respected place so i've i've heard great things yeah i don't like to harp on it too much but we have we've eaten we eat there twice in the past two days so i think we're developing a bit of a problem that's not a problem (laughs) problem a problem is like when you guys like buy five burgers and then you just pull one out of the refrigerator and just heat it up in the oven or the microwave whatever you want to do for like a good 30 seconds to a minute and then you eat it at like two o'clock in the morning after drinking some monkey shoulder after a mm. podcast, we have been drinking. That's a problem. We have been drinking a lot of monkey shoulder. But what? Actually, that sounds like a solution, Shay. That sounds like a solution, not a problem. What is this, Josh? That is Ronzakapa. Twenty-three. This is a special, nice aged rum. Rum. Can you describe the palate for our listeners, Fish? Has a very Strong, louder. <clears throat> Say it with your chest. Very strong touch to the palate. Very strong. Grabs your tongue and just wraps itself around it. Mm-hmm. And Much like a stripper wrapped herself around you. Exactly. And then it just slowly <clears throat> caresses the outer parts of your taste buds with mm. this nice, delicious, almost grainy type of taste to it. That grainy. yeah, sandy. Almost sandy, yes. Yeah. You can almost taste the like beach. Two big they... sandbags. <gasps> two big, yes, yes. Yeah. Two nice, fluffy sandbags, that's right. Yeah. And then afterwards, uh. there's an afterbirth, you know, of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I got that stuck in your head. I got... <laughs> you fell into the afterbirth. <laughs> Woo! Oh, God. Did you pour some of this in your drink? Oh. No. Mm. Another diet. Oh. Well, there you go. I'm gonna ins- I'm gonna insert a crying baby into that oh. <laughs> as a sound bite. That's harsh. Tastes like the afterbirth. <laughs> um, no babies were harmed during the making of this podcast. Isn't that right? Anthony Fisher joining us here. That's right. From Texas. You can see it, ladies and gentlemen, especially ladies. It really is the Filipino Johnny Depp's. Younger, slower, brother. <laughs> slower. Yeah. As in, you take your time in life. You're, you know, you're not rushing through things. No, of course you not. Know, you just want to enjoy things. Yeah, get the best out of it. Yeah, just recently lost my job. Uh huh. 
Recently lost your job? Recently, yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to get you to say it with your chest. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. actually, did you, this is a true story. You lost your job so you could come on this vacation. That's right. My friend's wedding mm-hmm. is far more important than my livelihood at this mm-hmm. point. So That's, that's, <laughs> that's all accurate. Values. Yes. No, they wouldn't yeah. give Fish... It's weird. He didn't have a single minute of PTO, but they wouldn't give him over a week yeah. a PTO off. That's strange. Yep. They would, have, they, they would have to fire me, then rehire me if I wanted to come back. But I would mm. lose all my benefits, my tenure that I've put into that company. So, mm. okay. I said the hell with it. I don't want to work for that company no more. He's a new man. This is a new beginning for you, Fish. Mm-hmm. I'm starting my new life with my wife tomorrow. You're starting your new life wherever it may take you. Right. And uh, that's exciting. It's very exciting. exciting. What you got on your cup there? Pokemon. The original starters. Hey, Fish, you could come to Japan. I could. Anything's a possibility, Shay. Except for the whole kid thing. You have a kid. Oh, that's right. (laughs) He forgot. For a second, he forgot he had a kid. Oh, yeah, I got a kid. A seven-year-old, right. Yeah, you haven't seen her in a while, so. That that makes it tough. Unfortunately, that's one thing I noticed (laughs) from my first... (laughs) From my first... um, Marriage is that even when your marriage moves on, you you take care of your kid. So unless that person's cool with you taking your kid to another state, you're kind of trapped. Exactly. So yeah. Wherever you spend your, I mean, well, it's a bit depressing. If man. you're a good father, I know some people who have. I got some kids in other states, and I'm like, hey, I I don't condone that. So I'm a, you know I enjoy being around my kids. That's his younger, slower brother. Uh, yeah. Josh is distracting us. What is that? Hmm? <laughs> I, I had to send him a picture of Johnny Depp's younger, slower brother. Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. Oh, come on. Just as equal, equally as good looking. How are you missing this? Johnny Depp. Well, DiCaprio is actually a good actor. From what's he eating Gilbert? Oh, <laughs> fuck. That's right. God <laughs> damn it. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, kids, pro- kids today probably don't even know about that movie. Hmm. Shay, we've been working on these alter egos all week, so maybe we'll bring them out later. It's been really annoying, but we got Dale and Dale Jr. And we are out there. <laughs> we're wrestling in the weeds. Yepers. Yep. That's and right. we're learning about a lot of stuff in life. Oh, yeah. Making bad decisions. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's, that's about it. But it is true. Uh we're going to use them today to talk about some games. So if I get your opinion on something, I want you to bring out Dale Jr. Can you do that for me? Dale, you're Dale Jr. Oh, damn it. God damn it. Give me our ideas. <laughs> we, we're brothers. Yeah. He's just Dale he Jr. wants you to take him out of the closet. <laughs> he wants you to help him finally admit his true orientation. No, I mean, it's hard to keep track of because Dale was named after the original Dale. No relation. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah. And then he went on. To make Dale Jr., mm-hmm. who is his brother. It's true. I'm not the smart one either, so I get it confused sometimes. He he got the good looks and the brains. That's right. <laughs> and he got the big penis, too. That's true, too. I, did. I didn't really get much. According to our listeners, I didn't get the best haircut, either. Because <laughs> our short chomp listeners <laughs> voted that you had the best hair. Oh, wow. Thank you, short chomp nation. How do, you, how do you feel about that? 
Pretty good. It's an honor. Like sixty-five percent of our audience said you had the better hair. I know, and that that was the that was my weaker side. Oh, that was your weak side. Yeah. Oh, wow. See if they would have got the other That's side. Fine. The oh. other side Humble of my brag. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> That's fighting words right there, man. Yeah, but they didn't count the beard, though, I think. I don't think oh, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I, that's you know, my weaker suit. You do okay. have you do have better hair. It'd be like if like there was some MMA fighter that wanted to go box like a, a world-class boxer. Like, who'd be dumb enough to do that, you know? Like, it'd be something crazy like that. Like, why are you even going to put yourself in the ring, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Silly McGregor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you won. 65% of our audience said Fish has the best hair. Congratulations to Fish for winning best hair. That's, a, that's, that's an interesting clapping noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know where that comes from. What was that clicking? Damn pigeon in here. <laughs> trying to think of that weird alien sound, the weird clicking thing. Um, anyways, glad you're here. I'm actually, I'm not trying to make fish uncomfortable. We are literally just this crammed in this closet. Yep, we're so jam-packed. We are, we are jam-packed, I'll tell you what, but it's okay. Because we got a jam-packed show. We got a jam-packed show. Good segue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Woo. Just feeding off each other's energies here. Yeah. This is great. I love your energy. What? <laughs> Slow down there. We save some of that energy for later, if you know she what I mean. make Josh uncomfortable here. Oh. Josh thrives off the uncomfortable. My name is Morgan Barnes, a.k.a. General Mountain Time. And I'm excited. A.k.a. Also known as Dale Jr. Oh, I got two of them now. Uh, AKA. What else am I forgetting? Mortar Man, goddammit. Mortar Man. Oh, he really likes that Mortar Man. <laughs> that sounds like a, a boss and Mega Man, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. shucks. Did you know there's a new Mega Man game out? But Dale yeah, here is a poser, and he hasn't even played it yet. Mm. I haven't. All you do, I'm sorry, I keep grabbing your shoulder. I, just, I don't know why. I need to grab something else. Your hands off. Of uh, <laughs> just I want you grab me down from Fish's crotch. <laughs> Man, I just, uh, it's just one of those things I just keep slipping into it. It's just like Matthew McConaughey sometimes makes an appearance, so you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I do. <clears throat> Oh, oh, is that my cue? Sorry. <laughs> you know, sometimes we all go down to the river, uh, the river life, and, uh, you know, mm. we're sitting there with a bottle of rum and hearing the rattlesnakes rattle their rattles. Hear the winds blowing through the grass and the reeds. Suddenly you realize we got a fucking show to do. Let's get started. Whoa! God damn it. Oh. Topic of the show is all about relationships, balancing them um, with your gaming habit, addiction, passion, whatever you want. Now, we're in, I'm in a very unusual position. Maybe we all are because, like, we turn our gaming passion into, like, a constructive creative hobby. Now, what if you just play video games passionately for, without, you know, making a podcast or talking about it or making videos? It's just a... Uh, most people do that. I was at 99% of them are probably doing that. And then right. you have to... But video games are a weird thing. They can be not just indic- addictive, but, like, if you want to play a game like Assassin's Creed, that's, like, 40, 50 hours of your life. You have to commit to it if you're into it. And then you're juggling that with your family and your job and your kids, and it's just a lot. So I was curious. I asked our community what they think, and I'll get to those answers in a little bit because oh my god we got tons of uh, responses this week and it, it's 
it's one of my favorite questions that we've asked. Um, but how do, how do you guys do it? Like, um, I'll throw it to you, Fish, uh, now that you, well, I guess now you're coming off of a, a relationship that's ending. So I'm not trying to prod at that. I'm just yeah. saying, how yeah. like how did you do it when you're in that relationship? Like, what would you maybe do differently going forward, maybe in a future relationship? What's your perspective? Right. right. Before, you know, uh, when I was still with my ex, I would usually just wait until she went to sleep, and that's when I would get my gaming hours in. Okay. And my prime, that's what I would do. Sleep time. Yeah. I would dip into my sleeping hours and... Mm, you know, so you had to sacrifice your sleep just to play games. Exactly, yeah. And to me, it was worth it because there was game, games that I played were just highly addictive, like Destiny and Diablo 3. They, they were worth it to, you know, dip into it. But as I, as I started to progress through my life, I started to, you know... Say it with your chest. Started saying it with my chest, and um, yeah, it's just it got it we got distracted, and we lost the track. Yeah, we did. <laughs> no, okay, so wait, this is good though. We can, let's go there. So you felt bad or weird playing them when she was awake, necessarily? Right. Yeah. Well, she would feel neglected. Huh? Yeah, she would feel neglected if I wasn't spending as much time with her. And when, whenever I like to game, I like to game at least two hours. You know, and two hours. That's not bad. In a family life, though, it, it could get kind of selfish, I would say. Because you don't think you've earned two hours to yourself? Oh, no, I, I, I believe I do, but I don't think it's fair to the family, hmm. you know, to take that two hours while they're awake, you know, when I could be spending those hours quality time with them. That is the struggle I think a lot of people deal with, that yes. guilt. Right. So would she play video games at all, though? Did, was she a gamer? She was a gamer. Yeah. Did she play video games when you were awake? Uh, sometimes she would, and I would take those and I would tally them up in my head. And I'd oh, be like, okay, all right. <laughs> I sacrificed my sleep for you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, as uh, time wore on, like I slowly, I started not sacrificing my sleep because I started thinking a little bit more about my health. Yeah, you know, because that's... that was really fucking with me, sacrificing my sleep. So three or four hours of sleep, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Well, what about you, Josh? What's your strategy with two kids and a wife? Oh, I usually have a good, decent amount of time while my kids doing schoolwork. Um, like after we've done any any like group stuff together. Yeah, like she's just off working on workbooks stuff like that. So she's gonna go through on her own unless she needs help. Okay. Um, so I can usually knock out a decent chunk in the mornings. Well, still, you know. Yeah, because you're staying home dad, so you yeah. get to do some in the morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. and that so I normally have that time to go play some games, and then, yeah, it's usually, again, after everybody's asleep, because I, I normally am up pretty late anyway. We're, is she, like, homeschooled? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. So that's a very unique situation in homeschool, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're kind of fitting them in wherever you can. And you probably get a little more leeway from your wife, because she knows that you're home and taking care of the kids and also with the homeschooling. So she probably understands... When you want to take yeah. some time, well, that and she plays a lot of games too. So. Okay, so she understands because yeah. she's also kind of a gamer. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, we'll play games together and stuff at night, and you know, whenever the family's there. So that kind of, well, yeah, you can kind of turn it into family time 
just playing a game together that way. You can if you're smart about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like the best feeling. You can find a game that your whole family likes, and everyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then you don't feel guilty. Do yeah. you? <laughs> you yeah. get that guilt, and you mm. all are having fun, smiling together, mm-hmm. playing a game that you know. I don't know. Say it with your chest. Whatever you don't know, you gotta say it with your chest. <laughs> this is the funnest experiment in social history where we try to get fish to talk to a microphone that's two feet away. Um, I like to talk to a person. No, yeah, it's true. I do like it. I do like the connection. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have a microphone on my body. So. Yeah. Maybe one day. What What about you, Shay? I mean, you. I'm sure you probably have some strong opinions on this because you, you're single, but you juggle a career, obviously with teaching, and have been a gamer your whole life. What are your thoughts on this? Um, My first thought when this topic came up was I thought back to when I was in my three-year relationship and mm. I I did get some shit in that relationship for gaming sometimes uh, sometimes really? okay. my significant other at the time she got really frustrated because she would want to go out and do stuff and I'm not a big I'm not big on like going out and like drinking or partying and stuff like that and obviously I was at college so I was with someone who liked to do that some of the time I'm not big on that but what I what I found for me that worked in that particular relationship was the times that you know she wanted to go out or she wanted to go hang out with friends or she was doing homework and I didn't have homework and I wasn't interested in going out or doing stuff like that was I would fit it in there. Um, it, it was really easy to fit it in there. But if there was like you know a time where we were hanging out for two three days at a time and I was kind of feeling itch to play a game for an hour or two. What I found that worked really well was just trying to find games that her and I could play together. Uh, one of one of the big games that her and I actually started playing together was uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead. We started playing through season one together, and we'd sit down, and I would watch her play the game and watch the choices mm-hmm. she would make. And then her and I would kind of discuss the different choices that you know, she made versus I would make, you know, or I'd be like, Oh, you know, that's actually the same exact choice that I made type of scenario. So like kind of a comparison thing. Like right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Just seeing like how we each would react under pressure or, you know, I would put a game on that. I, I was like, I'm really loving this game right now. And she's like, cool. Tell me about it. And I would tell her about it. And she's like, ah, oh, that sounds boring. Or she'd be like, Oh, that sounds interesting. I'd be like, cool. You should try it. And I'd really try and get her to try various games. She likes certain games, though. Like, she liked Morrowind. She was obsessed with Morrowind for some reason. Um, one thing her and I would actually do was we started an Oblivion file. Um, and her and I would trade off playing, like, once every half an hour or hour. So we had the same file, but we would go do different things. So it would be like, oh, I fucking love that mission. Can I do that mission? yeah, that's fine. I'm going to get the next mission. And we would trade off missions and stuff like that. So that was another way that we kind of um, would game together. Or, you know, for me, I would get my gaming in because I love Oblivion. And I, I know that game pretty well. So the missions that I really want to do, she would give to me. And the missions that she would really want to do, I would give to her. And it was a way for us both to spend time together. So, yeah. Yeah. 
That's that's really cool. That's smart. That's a smart way to do. It. I try, and it helps if you can try and get your significant other into something you enjoy. Not selfishly speaking, but just like, hey, I really like this. If you like it too, then we're gonna be off <laughs> off to the races here. I remember Fish just told me he played Borderlands a lot with his ex-wife. Um, but yeah, that's 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 smart. That's interesting. So they probably have good memories of trading the controller back and forth and playing um, Morrowind with her. Oh well, yeah, yeah, it was Oblivion, but yes. Oblivion, yeah. I'm sorry. Oblivion, no, no, you're yeah. good. You're good. Um yeah, and I've I've done that since. Like one way I try and you know, if I'm dating someone, I try and share that is I try and kind of think about their personality and I'm like, you know, I think you'd like this game. So for example, a girl I was dating, I was like, I think you should try Flower. I think you'd really like this game. So I sit down and kinda of like what you did with me, Morgan, when you brought me into your living room all those years ago, I just put the controller uh I put the controller in front of her and I said play and she's like what do i do and i said i told her the very basics and i'm like you got to figure it out from here and uh just like oh, stuff like yeah, that like when i put hotline miami in here and it's like <laughs> here you go just give this a shot yeah. Um, yeah. i'm not mean i'm not cruel that game's hard it's, as shit it's it's hard because like we're so close to the uh subject matter i know when i try to find games for my fiance i try to like pick games out for her based off the fact that I know way too much about video game culture so like I'll be like oh you really like the sims huh and you really like simulator kind of games like farming games well have you heard of Stardew Valley you know what I mean like I'll try and find stuff for her and it's like only successful part of the time but like I she became obsessed with Stardew Valley and I was really happy with that but her thing is she just falls back on like the same old games and drives me crazy because I'm like she loves like the sims right and I'm like that's great but there's hundreds of games out there to try but she just like has her familiar games and she's kind of afraid to branch out on those but she she understands gaming because she's been addicted to games at points in her life like could you guys what if you were dating someone and they just like looked thought game video games were stupid or they just didn't understand do you think that would be like, like well that's a deal breaker fish would that be a deal breaker for you hmm that's that's a tough one that's a tough one to answer because you know that's your life partner or a possible you know soulmate and you would hate to, you know... But could they be a soulmate if they don't even like video games? I don't know. I don't know. But, but you do know. You gotta know. I, <laughs> you gotta I guess, know. I guess. I mean... I, so you don't know. I'd hate to break it to you guys, but I may have to stop playing video oh, games. Oh, God. That's, that's a <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but... Uh, you. That's, well, that's the difference it. between us. Yeah, he'd have him. to cut back from the one game a year to zero. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. Our, Shane, that's been our joke all week. Is that I'm a casual <laughs> game? <right now. laughs> Every time we bring up, oh, it's hard to even explain that joke in context. But it's basically what Josh just did. Hmm. Um, so you, wow, that's strong. You're saying you'd be willing to leave games behind for the right woman. Uh, yeah, Get out of here! Tough, Get out of here! <laughs> no. See, I and that's that's an honest. I honesty is fine. That's a respectable right. thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I might. Well, we'll see what some of our listeners said, and then we can follow up on that. Um, because there's a lot of ways that we can respond to what our listeners said. So every mm-hmm. Thursday, we put a topic up on the at Swordchomp Instagram page, and basically we we'll try to have a conversation with our community and include them in the show. Um, so other than a lot of the congratulations I got from people for getting married this tomorrow, thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, we got some really good responses here. Border Jumper Mel said, I prefer dating gamers because we understand the solace we get from just sitting down and playing a video game for hours at a time. A healthy relationship to me is someone that understands that every few days I just need a break to be alone and game. 
I found it harder for a non-gamer to understand that when I say, hey, I'm just going to go stay home tonight and play video games. It doesn't mean I don't want to see them. It just means I need some of my own time. Which, how do you guys feel about that? Hmm? Yeah, yeah yes. yes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not completely on board with the they have to be a gamer thing, but I am on board with the whole... <sighs> the point games are at now, they are really their own art form and just completely writing them off is that's that I think is kind of where the line is for me if it's someone who's just like you know just that dismissive yeah. of something I mean, but that's that's about anything not just gaming like if someone's not into what you're into that's fine but yeah yeah but for them to look down on it that's never going to work out like, oh you're in a crossfit Ugh. Yeah, dismissive yeah. of, of an entire, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I don't even want to say. Except cor- for CrossFit, if you're dismissive <laughs> of CrossFit, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I think it's a good way of putting it. Frembot says, my wife and I are gamers, but with twin toddlers, it's a little rough to find time to play. I make Monday's iPad time in my basement with me while I play games for two to three hours. Nintendo Switch is a lifesaver letting me play in bed every night. Mm-hmm. Frembot sounds like he has to sneak that time <laughs> on the go. I don't know how that is. That's why phone games got so bad. I remember I used to be addicted to phone games just because my daughter could watch TV and I could play a game on my phone without feeling like, you know what I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. too easy to... But right. I feel like I was kind of digesting stuff I didn't want to digest, though, at that point, for the sake of convenience, which is a slippery slope. Um, WJ Danilo said, my wife is a non-gamer, but she understood how much I love them when we met. As long as you don't let it take uh, over everything else and you all talk about it, you're good. Um, that being said, it's being harder and harder to balance everything with age and three boys. But at least we can throw down Super Smash Brothers. can Congrats on the wedding. That's true. I mean, kids are the big one, I think. Because one thing I've noticed when you have kids is that whenever you get a free time from your significant other, you might still have be on kid duty. And depending on the age of the kids, they're not always conducive to either wanting to watch you play a game or they're trying to rip it out of the wall. So, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yep. It's tough. That's, that's the struggle. That's the struggle. Well, what do you guys do if it's like a really addicting... Like, let's say, like, Shay was saying that he would find, if he had seen his girlfriend for like a lot like over the past three days he'd seen her a lot he would try to squeeze in a couple hours to himself because you know he's like i deserve this i've seen you for like three days straight you know and i really got a jonesing for this game but like what if you're really really addicted to a game how do you balance let's say you just bought the new red dead redemption you play it for like a couple hours and that's all you can think about like fuck like for me it's no man's sky for you it's death how do you like i won't say how do you do it but like juggling that with your normal life is fucking hard. Like, you would stay up till 6 in the morning, Fish. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Is, uh, that's was crazy. That, it is crazy. But, I mean, that's the power of addiction with these video games. You, for me, is I'll sacrifice my sleep just so I could get that game in it. <laughs> Holy shit, Dr. Phil in the building! Mm-hmm. I like it. That's right. You know I what, like though? It. No, he's right. You should have been able to be able to tell your... F- wife like hey i just want to play destiny for a couple hours yeah but i would still have that guilt and that's that's, gaming guilt that's interesting i think the key there uh in my opinion would be to basically just have a talk about it in advance being like hey um 
you know, in the next few weeks, this game's going to be dropping. I'm super excited about it. It's something, whether or not you're doing some type of, like, podcast or streaming or whatever, whatever the case may be, just be like, I'm really excited for this game. Maybe I have to talk about it or stream it, and maybe I don't because that's not what I do. But I'm really excited about it. Um, Please just be patient with me. I'm going to be really excited. I'm going to probably spend a little bit more time on that. Don't think it's I care about you less or anything like that. I still will make time for you. Just hopefully you can be a little bit more understanding as I'm more excited. I'm really excited for this game to come out and just leave it at that. yeah, no, that's good. That's a good point, Shay. Fair warning. I do that. I already warned my fiance about my. Well, I guess it'll be my wife tomorrow. I've already warned her about Red Dead Redemption. I warned her about No Man's Sky. You just go up to her and look. Destiny Two drops tomorrow. If you don't see me in a week, I still love you. <laughs> I still love you. I just won't see you for a while. That should be okay. You shouldn't have to feel guilty. Yeah, but I, I know what you mean. Like, just because you shouldn't have to feel guilty doesn't mean you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Yeah. And do you think that's because the society has implanted us with this idea that maybe movies and video games and things like that, eh, they're not really that important? I think so, yeah. Definitely older generation would definitely tell you that, like, yeah, you're wasting your time with uh, video games, you know. My parents would definitely say that to me. My my family, you know, my uncle, my aunt, older folks mm-hmm. would be like... So you hear that in your head every time you're playing. Right. Every time I see him, yeah, you know, over the holidays, shoulder. I'll be like, oh, I want to talk about what I've been doing. Woo. Oh, oh video game. Uh, yeah. I can't yeah. really bring that up. What are you going well, to have hey, to? Why are you going to talk about the podcast? They're wrong about everything else you talk to them about on holidays. Why would they read about the video yeah. games? Yeah. You got to hear them talk about that's politics. That's interesting, though. I know. That's actually, yeah. that's a really interesting point that you bring up, Fish. Like, hmm. we could talk about, like, pieces of art with people. Like that is widely considered art, such as like a like a painting or a mural, or um, you know, like a beautiful song. But why can't we talk about a video game as like a piece of art? Yeah, because we feel like we'll get judged, right? But, well, I think that's part of the validity of what we're always trying to prove with things like Sword Chomp, mm-hmm. is that we want. I, I w- you know, I feel like I'll be able to if I if Sword Trump grows, I'll be able to talk about it. People be like, look, this guy is part of a successful podcast. He's, you know, then maybe they'll respect it a little bit more because they'll see what's behind it. That's the idea. I actually tonight, Shay, I was going to tell you where I was at a dinner for my rehearsal and my wedding, and I was telling everybody about my the podcast, and they were not judgmental at all. They were really fascinated, and interested. That I was really cool. They added us on Instagram. And it was like, it was a cool thing. So I feel like that is the battle we're fighting, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, interesting. Uh, Captain Hawk, you have to strike a balance. It's been so tough explaining to a non-gamer why you can't just put the controller down and stop playing. Having an understanding of why you play, how you play, and how long you've played, and why you started, it's important because when you can formulate a timeline, you can better communicate. Um, I've been gaming since 1990, and I haven't stopped since. I'm fortunate enough to have a wife that understands this lifestyle. So that's, that's the... I, I always see... Like Fish is saying, if you meet somebody and they're not into gaming and you like them, it doesn't mean you have to cancel them out. But like Josh said, they have to at least have a fundamental like respect or appreciation maybe for the medium. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's right. I think that's fair. Because yeah, if yeah. they don't, that's a bad like I don't agree with that. I don't think they I, I don't think they need to have an under like a basic appreciation or respect for the medium. I think it's more along the lines of that they need to have a basic appreciation or respect for the person that they're dating more so than the medium. 
Like, because, for example, I could date a girl who's heavily into modeling and fashion. I could have no cares in the world for modeling or fashion. But if she's into it, and I appreciate her as a person, I can respect her and what she likes more so than trying to develop an appreciation for something that I have zero interest in. I think it's more along the lines of, like, if someone has an interest that kind of is healthy for them and kind of fills them with happiness and gives them that break from, you know, anxiety and pressure and whatnot, then that that should where the be where the spec, respect kind of therein lies at the end of the day. Well, I agree with you, but don't you think it kind of bleeds over? Like, let's say you think modeling is kind of vapid and silly. I'm not saying you do, but let's just play hypothetical. And and then, then whenever you... Don't you think it'd bleed over if you were dating a model? Or, like, if someone thinks that way about video games and you date them, they might not respect you as much because they don't respect the medium itself. Don't you think there's a little bleed over there? No. Personally, I don't. Um, you know, like, my... My, <laughs> uh, my, my ex was... Enjoy. She enjoyed some things that I had absolutely zero interest in, and I had zero respect for what the thing itself was. But I, I understood for her, it brought her happiness, so I respected that, but not the thing itself. Hmm. And but there's still a little bit of a disconnect there, right? Like I can almost hear it in your voice. Like you respected her, and you were happy, and made her happy, but there's still something there where you're like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, like, that's, yeah. Yeah. And that can be frustrating exactly. sometimes, I think, because we want to fully understand those, our partners, our lovers, our individuals. Right, <laughs> right Fish? Make that right. That's fish right. looks like Dang. he just went into, into a deep, dark hole for a minute. <laughs> I did. We went way too deep, guys. Grab me, pull me out. Mm. Oh man! He was shadow at the end of Homeward Bound. <laughs> Fish would give anything to be in a deep dark hole right now. All right, let's see. Yes, you can make time for Vol. Said Or King Doug. Headquarters said, "Just be like me, single and have no life." It's one way to do it. Hey, live that life. Hey, I don't know hey. if you guys have noticed that, but headquarter that, that guy he kind of looks like, and I don't mean this rudely, like an off-brand Chino Moreno. Oh, from that's Deftones. Great. That's the singer for the Deftones. Yeah, that's one of the highest compliments you could give a man. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, if you said if you said that about me, I would. Uh, I would be wrong. I'd have. I'd be half masked. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I look nothing like you know, right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um. I, I. My. My favorite thing about this week was when we, me and Fish walked up to a stripper and we said, "He. We call him the Filipino Johnny Depp. Doesn't he look like it?" And she looked at him and went, "Eh." <laughs> Come on. You ain't getting his money. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I sure do. Yeah. And she did not get his money. She ain't getting that Johnny you at least Depp money. Pretend. No, that Johnny Depp money is sacred. It's going to Amber Heard. All right, let's see. Ryan Tom John said, As my life got more busy, how and what I play changed, but I still game. And that's an interesting thing. Some people might say, Look, I still want to game. But I don't have time to play all the games I would have played before. So what if I just buy the new Call of Duty, I play it for half an hour a night, and I feel good because of the kind of game that it is. So they evolved like their gaming style to fit their uh, evolving life, which is interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. smart. That's very interesting, yeah. 
I, mean, I think that's an evolved way of thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've done that a lot since having kids. Um, it, biggest thing being games that you're able to pause. Yeah. Because, like, MMOs I've kind of gotten out of because you can get into something and then just be stuck with it. Yeah. Um, right. Stuff like, as much as I love them, the Souls games, it's it's really obnoxious that you can't pause when you're not in the online mode. Like, yeah. if you're playing it offline... You should be able to pause the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just a usability thing at this point. It makes no sense that if you're offline, you couldn't do that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's true. That's a good point. One one thing I was going to sneak in here that I think is pretty cool. If anyone out there is struggling with it, my fiance is more. I'm not going to use the word clingy, but she needs more like one-on-one time than I do. I'm the kind of person where I can see you maybe one day a week and and be good. I'm kind of introverted, but. Um, unless it's fish, I have to see him all day, every day. I never get sick of that guy. Um, but <clears throat> sorry, slipped into Dale there a little bit. <laughs> yeah, slipping hey, in and out of Junior. You there. got Link in your pocket. That's right. Oh man, Shay, you're in his pocket. That's crazy. Yes, sir. Right I just like pocket. hanging out there. <laughs> He's just chilling. <laughs> He did chilling. Um, but I was going to say was she basically said we had we formally had this weird thing where I come home every night from work and I play for two hours and then we meet up at like 11 o'clock at night and we hang out for two hours and then we go to sleep because the whole time I'd be hanging out with her if I did that first I'd be thinking about the game I want to play. I'm just being honest. That's the kind of dude I am. If I'm addicted <laughs> to No Man's Sky she could tell and she'd be because I'm just like eh, I wish we could rush this because I want to and that's not fair to her right? No. But if I come home and I play a game for two hours I get it out of my system and then I can give her the full attention she deserves. That's what worked for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the only problem is I only get two hours a day, so I don't get those binge days. Like some people will be like, dude, I beat Arkham City in like three days. And I'm like, well, I beat it over three weeks because I can only play two hours a night. So like sometimes it gets a little annoying because it's like you just get enough to keep you going. And then instead of like, you know, like when you're really into a game fish, you'll just binge it like straight for like six or eight hours if you can. Right. Yeah. And like I sometimes I think that's good for getting it out of your system a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I can't do, really do that anymore unless I'm, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. You probably lost some of your gaming stamina. Mm-hmm. You just can't last long there. My stamina, really, in all set uh, areas of life, has gone down. Gaming stamina, sexual stamina. Wow. Did I mention sexual stamina already? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one, isn't it? Maybe a pill for that though. Um, BK B Kim says, "Congrats on the wedding. My wife actually hates gaming. Whoa, hates it." Strong word. So I usually sneak in an hour or two, either first thing in the morning after my workout, around 5 a.m. or late at night after she goes to bed. We also have our self-care days where we respect each other's time, and those are usually my marathon days. See, that's smart. He has like a marathon day, like a self-care day, which, you know, one day a week to just grind it out is kind of smart. Yeah. Yeah. Get it all out of your system. Spend, you know, every waking moment that you have with that game. Mm Mm-hmm. You know... Shovel down, I don't know, pizza rolls, hot pockets, uh, sodas. Uh-uh. Yeah, sodas. You like sodas. Diet you sodas. Got you yeah. a sodas. Diet uh, sodas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you got me. Now I'm back <laughs> on board. There you go. Pizza rolls? You still eat pizza yeah. rolls? No. My daughter mm. does. Oh, okay. Do you eat them when she eats them? Do you steal a couple? <laughs> what? Every once in a while. What? What's wrong? You, you give that to your child? I do. <laughs> Come on. Every them. kid should grow up with pizza rolls. She, she just got into them. Mm. I'm, I'm sure it's just a phase. Dude, when I was a kid, I loved pizza rolls. I'm just saying. Mm. 
I love them too. Yeah, as a kid, what were those little pe- bagel bites? Remember those? <laughs> bagel bites were, yeah. as a kid were pretty great. They when were. you have pizza on the bagel, you can have pizza anytime. <laughs> Wow. Was that really the jingle? Yeah, it was. Uh, yep, that was their thing. That was the That's jingle. awesome. My mom used to put them in this like warm thermos, and we'd take them places with us, and I would pace them out. I would eat. Like, yeah, it was real cute. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> a thermos. A thermos, like a warm thermos. Have you thermos. Not seen those? I see like a, a bagel. food cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For like soup and everything, yeah. 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 I just never think of putting, you know... A bagel bite in there where the toppings could slide off of it. No, they don't really slide off. Bagel bites kind of congeal pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> they turn into yeah. a congealed mass pretty quickly. Yeah, just uh, put a little pressure on there, wait for the bleeding to stop, and then they're good to go. <laughs> uh, all for the better, I think. Jason Peacock said, I've been married for seven years and I balance it out by not gaming when she's home with me. But when she's working and I'm home by myself, that's my full day. Now, some people might just be lucky. They're seeing other works, like an opposite schedule, or maybe for a couple days. That's probably more convenient, but that can change for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you have different work schedules, Mm -hmm. that definitely would, you know, give you that time to yourself and... Using that time to game is all the better. But that's unpredictable because the second their work schedule changes and they're working the same schedule as you and you go to sit home like, oh shit, I'm used to playing games and you're at work and you're here. The fuck am I supposed to do? I've been there. I'll tell you what. I've been there, Dale. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Quite a per- predicament. Is that how you say it? You're using big words over here, <laughs> Junior. I'm trying to expand my vocabulary. I'm proud of you. Talk prettier than a $20 whore. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Silver booster. That was a pricey, Josh. I don't know where you're going for that. Twenty dollars, You a high roller, that. I gotta break the old piggy bank for that one. That one must yeah. have all of her teeth. <laughs> oh. Oh. Silver Booster Studio says, by not being in a relationship, I guess he's saying, oh, just don't be in one. Oh, come on! Eventually you're going to want to get laid at some point. I wonder if there's some people out there just like, eh, I want to get laid and play video games and I don't really want anything else. That's a, I bet there's people out there like that. There's got to be, you know? Yeah. Not necessarily selfish. They're just like, I don't want a relationship. I'd, there's there's got to be people out there like that. I'd, yeah. I'm not sure. You think. Huh. not sure if I know anyone like that. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bold, futuristic mentality. Forward thinking. Futuristic. Okay. Tark21413 says, My wife does not game at all, so my gaming hours are 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Sneaking in at night, and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it does well, suck. <laughs> I've been there. That's the worst thing when you game late at night because you're tired. Right. You're like, I want to enjoy this game, but I'm so tired. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So, so many times where I was playing Destiny and I would fall asleep. And it's just the worst. You wake up mm-hmm. for work and you're like, oh, what was I doing? Oh, no. Yeah. I usually do that with TV. Yeah. I try to watch something, yeah. fit something in before bed. But that's okay, And then though. I'll have like three nights in a row where I watch the same episode because I never make it through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a good sign. That show is probably boring. It'll put you to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Some of the comfort shows. Comfort shows put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Kilted Gamer, a good friend here, said it's really hard. My wife is really not a gamer. She enjoys some party games and Super Smash Brothers. Um, or SMB Oh Super Mario Brothers 3 On the old NES But not much else So I have to balance my time With quality time And it can be tricky She knows she'll always come first Unless another Xenogears comes out <laughs> She comes second then Oh wow <laughs> Hey he's, he's got his priorities uh, Right there mm-hmm. Xenogears As long as he's honest with her Look right. Just pray that there's no New Xenogears games Cause That's how it's gonna go down You know She should be fine for Another year or so yeah, last um, one came out last year. So, Zeno Gears. You think about Zeno Saga? Zeno, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's clinging to those classic Zeno Gears mm. games. Corin Space, uh, one of our VIPs, said that's a tough call. I've been familiar with dating a gamer to some degree of intensity my whole life, so I don't think I could weigh in on that. So most people date gamers. If you can date a gamer, that's the. I'll put it this way: if I find out a woman that I'm dating is a gamer, it's a huge turn on. Right. Yeah. Huge. Well, I don't think you have to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's true. No more dating. No. But when I met my fiance, she was understanding of video games and appreciated them. You know, I went to her house. She had an old Wii. She played video games on her computer, like WoW and stuff. So uh, back in the day, so I knew that Fucking she appreciated nerd. it. <laughs> Fucking nerds. Um, I even tried to get her into Pokemon and stuff, which yeah, worked with moderate success. Gilbeasy Skit, another VIP, said, Simple, I date my Xbox. She loves gaming and isn't as attractive as the other options out there, so I know she can't do any better than me. Oh! <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My Xbox One is pretty sexy. It's really not. I mean, I love it, but it's just a box. I mean, when do video game consoles look so boring? What, what's with all those white flakes in near that porthole there, Morgan? Uh, dandruff. Dandruff, okay. Uh, oh, you got penis dandruff. Oh, okay. Penis dandruff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like the delay there. It's like, penis dandruff. A.K.A. ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love. And Piche says, My partner is a gamer with me, but we still balance our game time with other activities and responsibilities. It's absolutely necessary to spend non gaming time together where we interact directly, not by playing a game. Well, of course, I agree with that because if your only time together is just playing a game. That's not really a true interaction. Even though it's even though it's fun, you're kind of staring and doing something else. That's what I was thinking about when you take a girl. I'm telling you, if you go on a date, a first date movie is the worst thing you can do. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're just staring at a screen the whole time. Yeah, you're not making a connection. I mean, oh. you can make a connection after the movie, but like that's, that's like an hour and a half of yeah. a good time that you could be having a nice conversation with them. It's a good date for high school, though. I mean, like... Nowhere else it's to. Right if you pick a particularly bad movie, that way you can true. just talk through it. Well, yes, well yes, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like in high school when I went to movies with girls, I wasn't talking or watching the movie. That was the point oh, of the movie. Oh, humble brag! Come on. Oh, it's not a humble brag; it's a right. statement. Like that's the point of going to Did the you movies cut a hole when you're in high the school. popcorn. No. I'm, just cut a hole in my jeans. There's hot grease <laughs> in there. There's hot grease in there. Jesus. You, you don't it's have to lube, cut a hole in your Josh. Jeans. Just lube. There's a, zip, there's a zipper. Why did you cut a hole in your jeans? Because there's a natural hole. That makes even less sense than the popcorn. <laughs> hey, 
You know, just I free gotcha. advertisement. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> free advertisement. There we go. You can try. You can check it out before you buy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Actually, to be fair, a zipper yeah, around the... those little clear stickers on there that says scratch here. Yeah, scratch and sniff. And Ouch! To be fair, a zipper around the edges is going to hurt. I got scratch one that said taste uh, me, but unfortunately mm. no one ever tasted. Scratch and... Uh, that's not true. Scratch and sniff don't sound right. <laughs> I don't sound right what I was looking for. Yeah, well, a couple two shots too many, Dale. <sighs> My brain's just all wiggly wonky. All right. Ask <laughs> <Yes>, Yartus. <laughs> Come on, Ed, get through this. <laughs> J.S. Yartus says, "Mine has bounced kind of as we both came. Now, I mean, we're at different ends of the spectrum. She's playing Fortnite, and I'm playing Danganronpa, but it's all fun." Yeah, let's try that in English. Yeah. Well, he's saying that he plays for, uh, Ding and Rampa and she plays Fortnite, but they're both gamers. Oh, okay. So they have their own sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never known what it's like to date a girl who's really into, like, a competitive multiplayer game, which I think would be interesting. I've dated, like, women who are gamers, but never, never dated one who was into that sort of a game. Just, like, I, I think it's just a different kind of personality type. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, would be interesting, I guess. Yeah. I mean, not anymore, because I'm not going to date anyone anymore. But I'm saying, hypothetically speaking, it would be interesting. Yeah, they, they definitely have to have, like, a, a fiery, competitive side to them. Yeah, and you think that's going to come out in the bedroom. Exactly. Yeah. Like the way you think. All right, let's see here. Galaxy Cat. My husband and I both game, but definitely at different levels. I used to spend a lot of time gaming when he was working. I was in college... Now we are both adults, have long commutes, and work 9 to 5. This is getting sadder by the second. I almost never play games anymore, but he still finds time. What makes it work is we are honest with each other, and we want to spend time gaming, and for how long. So that, I think that's really what it comes down to. You let them know what you're looking for. And I know that's hard for some people. I know Fish, you're a little more introverted as well. But that's what right. I do. I lay it out. I say, this is, what I'm, this is important to me to have this time. Balance, trade. A lot. I go to a lot of therapy. Trading and compromise works really well for me. Where I'm like, you give me what I want, I'll give you what you want. I'm a compromise individual. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the way to go, actually, is if you can build that line of communication with mm-hmm. your partner, that definitely goes a long way as far as your understanding of the time spent you know, playing these video games. One time I had sex with my fiancé, and I forgot to turn the headset off. And apparently, Shay heard it. Victory Royale. <laughs> Yeppers. Just a couple of young whippersnappers rolling around in the hay together. Whoa. Just wrestling. Ain't nothing to be concerned about. Just having a few uh, hay bales of fun, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I like that you're getting in on that accent, too. Maybe we could... They could be Dale Jr. the second. How about that? <laughs> Dale Jr. the second. We need another one in the line, you know, it's a growing family. Let's see. Almost to the end of these comments here. I don't want to leave anybody out because I love our listeners too much. Hakuna Matata522 VIP said my wife is very understanding of my gaming. She lets me game whenever I want, but I also make sure to spend time with her and not neglect her. It also helps that she enjoys games as well. Good man. Sweet underscore Z4L said play games, relationship on the side. Life is good. He's saying, yeah, I got my side, bitch. Video games. Video games, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. We did it backwards. He said, play games, relationship on the side. 
So oh. he just has a side bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got that backwards. <laughs> what was that sound? Last one. Oh, no, sorry, two more. There's that clapping Megan... noise again. <laughs> Megan Dorgan. If she's not a gamer now, she may become one. Winky face. I wasn't until I married my husband, and then I discovered Oblivion. It's probably why I married you. This girl loves Oblivion. Throwing a ring on it. What's the What's the one game that if you found a girl that she was into, you'd be like, I, I need to go start shopping for that wedding ring. Huh. You know what? Maybe, maybe Destiny. Oh. If, if a woman could be real competitive in the multiplayer and Destiny's shitty multiplayer... Uh -huh. <laughs> And also want to raid mm -hmm. and just collect loot and just get real excited over, you know, exotics and making her character look real cool. Mm -hmm. Wait a second. Have you played the new Destiny expansion? No, I haven't. Hey, fucking poser. You ah. a goddamn fake, boy! Stop. You a goddamn fake! You a phony! Stop yelling at me. But honestly, yeah. What if, what if, like, you met a girl and she was into Inside? And that's not a sexual innuendo. That's a uh, that's the <laughs> actual really game. What do you think? Like she she wanted to sit down and talk about like theories and whatnot mm -hmm. with you? Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. Well, that's attractive because you're having a deep conversation about mm -hmm. something, and yeah, right. Yeah, if, mm -hmm. if they're more into you know those indie games that and get your mind thinking a little bit more deeper after the more game deeper? is over. More deeper. More. More deep. Oh, come on, Dale. Ah, uh, god damn it. <laughs> damn, Junior. <laughs> more My deeper. My brain hurts. I'm more deeper. I'm getting as deep as I can. I'm trying. Get up in there. Oh. <laughs> I got out of control. The last one. Hansathon said, I usually only game when she's made it clear she wants to watch one of her shows in the other room. That are early in the morning, weekends, I can get a couple hours. And I will tell you this, if you have a girl or fiancé or husband who doesn't really value their alone time, it can be difficult. But you lay boundaries down. I think it's important fish when you get in your next relationship that you let her know it's important to you. The problem is that being with a woman is always going to be more important to you than a video game. So you really don't have to lay down any ground rules. That's true. Because you hate video games. I mean, eventually I will have to lay down some ground rules, you know. Yeah, for the podcast. For the podcast. Yeah. Yes, of course. You want someone who's going to support your endeavor, you know. Yeah. Someone who's understanding of your needs in life, what you want to do, what you mm -hmm. want to get out of it, you know. So. Yeah. She wants to bring the Filipino Johnny Depp to the masses. She wants to help me. Just along. not too much yeah. masses. Yeah. Not too many. Not too many. You tried that once. I did? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was I a did. boob joke, but then it took a left turn. Yeah, I mean, masses is pretty broad. I wasn't 100% following as well, but uh, that's what Josh does sometimes, I think. When he's like, he lays a joke down. We'll see if it lands. He's like, well, eh, you're not going to push it any further. You can always walk away from the joke. <laughs> it's safe to walk away from that one. <laughs> Uh, anyways, thank you everyone for. I'll tag you in the post. Thanks for commenting on this. It's a pretty special show. Let's get to. We got some polls and some games to discuss. Uh, you want, Shay? This is really weird. I don't know if you've seen this, Shay, but there is this game. 
It came out of nowhere, and the timing was weird because you guys just happened to be up here when this Astrobot game dropped for PSVR, and it's just the strangest thing. Have you seen anything on that? Um, pretty much just what you guys po- or what you posted on the social media. That's about it so far. It's weird because Sony didn't really promote it at all, and it just dropped and it got some buzz. And it's basically, how would you describe Astrobot on the play- PlayStation VR in like one sentence, Josh? It's like a PS1 era platformer, but in VR. PS1? Yeah, it's that same sort of collectathon type. Oh, okay. You're going through a level, trying to find all the stuff type. Like Mario. Like Spyro. Okay. Well, what differentiates it from Mario? In your eyes. Uh, they don't really put any emphasis on the traversal in this game. Oh, traversal, okay. Yeah, like you've got very, very simple movement, and you can't ever really do anything interesting with it. They give you upgrades that allow you to do different interesting stuff mm-hmm. for each level, but it's not really about mastering this one movement you know, sort of set that you have from the beginning of the game. It's okay. always it's more about the upgrades and stuff. So it's really more along the lines of like, you know, Spyro or Banjo Kazooie, and you know that that era of kind of platformer. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've I've noticed that they have like they introduce you know in each world. There's five worlds. They introduce you know a certain uh, ability that you get that you generally use throughout mm-hmm. all the different uh, world one. One world, one two, yeah. uh, one in each one, world. one one two, one one. Sorry, I was just drunk. Did I sound drunk? No, I just I just a lot of ones there, but I'm following you. One two. Well, it, to to your point, it's set up like Mario in that you go to a world that's like yeah. one 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 two. Right. Yeah, 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 which is strange, but it, it's set up very much like Mario Galaxy, where like at, at least for the worlds. The way it looks, there's like a world. You sh- yeah, I know yeah, what you, you mean. Around, Aesthetically, it, kind of. And also, like the, some of the music in that game is oh, very yeah. a Mario. lot of the music. Yeah, like, spacey, platformy. Yeah, yeah, silly. It, it, with a little bit of a, a nuance type of feel to the sound and the, that music. So, um, I like that a nuance type feel to the music and the sound. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> Gnarly. They're nuanced, dude. Yeah. No, that's true. And know what's weird? The weirdest thing about this is it uses a mascot from the Sony Playroom, which nobody fucking remembers, but it was a thing, and they I, had a... I remember. Do you really? I did. Oh, yeah. okay. Did you use it? No. Oh. oh. I just knew about him. Yeah. It's like a cute little robot. I mean, it's fine, but it's actually like a... Technically, it's a PS mascot. This could catapult it into the world of mascots, which is... Did you hear a phone go off? Yeah, I did. (laughs) That's a no-no in here, guys. Stop it. Well, Josh can't text us like he normally does on Skype, so he has to... I'm texting you anyway, but... He's doing it in the the WhatsApp. By God, he's going to text you either way. He's got to sneak his secret things in there. Mm -hmm. Whoa, Shay sent us a dirty photo. What's that? No, can't see it. VIP only. Speaking of which, if you want to support us... Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. Look for our VIP tier. It's $5. You get access to a top secret VIP page, which has been popping because you guys have been in town and I've been throwing shit up almost every day. Oh, yeah. Is it still recording? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so if you want to support us, just it's a, just a donation. It means the world to us, and our VIP members mean the world to us as well. If not, that's fine, but we would love you even more than we love you already. Swordchomp, 
Patreon. Patreon.com slash swordchomp. Your donations are much appreciated. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, Shay, the weirdest thing about it is it's basically just sort of a... It reminds me a lot of Super Mario 3D Land on the Game Boy Advance. It's just in VR. So it's cool. It's just a little more immersive. Like, the great thing about Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS was it would use the 3D for perspective. Like, you'd you know, be running toward the camera, jumping up. When, you, when I turned it off, I actually was kind of bored. But when the 3D was on, it like, used the 3D in a very interesting way, I thought. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. game is basically kind of that idea. It's just a little more immersive because you're on goggles. Yeah. Whereas well, it's doing a lot of the same things. Like, a lot of the platforming is not really interesting, except that it's in odd spots that you have to yes. look at like also you'll be platforming directly above your head and but doesn't that make it interesting in a way not really well no. i mean if it's it, it, it for me it's depth it's depth perception kind of it, it's, it's a little bit more interesting and less boring i would say instead of having kind of like a fix uh look on that character like you can see your character going across like some stretchers above you and it, and he'll like do a cu- cute little wave at you while he's up there too. He waves. Yeah, he waves oh, at you that's cute. every once in a while. Like he'll wave at you while he's going across the stretchers and stuff. Um, it's a very cutesy game, but like the, the, those different perspectives changes I've noticed uh, kind of help you with that immersion into that world and make you feel like. It's yeah. not just a regular platform. Well, that's the gimmick. It's the VR gimmick. is the gimmick. The right. depth perception is the gimmick. As a platformer, it's just a charming little platformer. Yeah. Like, what can you really do anymore? Like, even even yeah. Super Mario Odyssey, that was a, a fantastic game, right? Uh, was there anything really groundbreaking about it, per se? Maybe you can make a case for the fact that you jump between 3D and 2D. Uh, back and forth is something that I thought was explored in a very interesting way. But right. in general, it's just a well-made platformer. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, it's like I said, it's not revolutionary except for except for the fact that VR doesn't have anything like this. So it's really cool yeah. to play a full fledged. Well, it's it feels polished. It feels well made for oh, the yeah. most part. I wouldn't say it's Mario level, but I would like if Mario is an A, I would say this is like a A minus. This is like a C. Whoa, 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 mm. whoa! It's I don't know. pretty bad platforming. The movement feels good because yeah. they have to make the thing run at a good frame rate. But the actual platforming you're doing is pretty, pretty boring. Yeah, I, interesting. I've like, like sometimes, like you'll be jumping on like some high wires. Like there's a part in the game where you're walking across like a tightrope, and it seems very lenient to get your character on that tightrope mm-hmm. and. You're, you don't feel like you're there, there's that danger that you're going to fall off or lose your balance on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I like it a little more than you do, maybe, but for what it is, because I really want to. I love VR, but I haven't played as much as you. Really enough, you guys have played more of it than I have because you've been here, and I want you guys to play it more. But I'll probably play it a little next week when I can sink my teeth and do it by myself, a couple nights by myself, just lock into it for three or four hours at a time. You know. Yeah. I've been kind of just dabbling yeah. in it, so I don't. I haven't played enough to make a strong assumption. Yeah, I still think it's really good. I think it's it's something that VR needs. It it's needed a full game for a long time. Instead of just some little thing you can do in VR, a, a tech demo. Type yeah. Of yeah. Well, and this feels this feels like a full full game. Yeah. In it does, a lot yeah. of ways that some of the other ones haven't. Yeah, they have like different challenge modes. Like you, you collect like these. You look around this different stage to find these chameleons, and that unlocks like a a challenge mode for you, a little level where you can do a high score, mm-hmm. doing some different activity. Um, as as well as like collecting uh, 
they have like a little central hub. It's not really a central hub per se, but mm-hmm. you're upgrading it. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, like in the story, you're like rebuilding this spaceship, which is like one of those uh, VR uh, robots heads that you're trying to get all the pieces back together with it. Um, so I feel like, yeah, they, they, they have a lot of like, it, it does feel like a full-fledged game and not just like some sort of afterthought type of a game. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It, I'm, I'm impressed with it. It's cool. It's just weird to me because the nature of the mascot they're using and the fact that it had no promotion. So it would be cool to see. I'm glad it's getting a lot of buzz for VR. Unfortunately, I think that the VR ship is probably sealed for most people, but it was cool to see it in the top uh, games. And then you guys played mm-hmm. a little bit of Moss as well. I know Fish actually finished Moss in like three days. Moss, I know Shay was the one he was pretty curious about. Um, that is an incredible game, so... Sorry, I mean a lot of phone calls here. Uh, sort of text me, text me, text me. I'm doing a podcast. You gotta text me. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, yes, yeah. Moss. So the cool thing about Moss is like, I was thinking about this a lot this week. That game Shay works on multi levels because the concept of VR with this game is basically it's working with a lot of subtext. You're basically a character in a world, a larger character working with a smaller mouse character, so you feel like you're a larger character inside of the story. VR then allows you to actually feel like you're stepping foot inside that world and becoming a larger character, but you can do puzzles at the same time as you also control the character. So you really do feel like you're helping this little mouse around the world, and there's that bond there, and like the the, the different layers for VR, I think, are really cool thing. I know you didn't get to finish it, Josh, but um, it's a pretty short game. I think you got about 40 to 50% of the way through in one night. Um, I just love that game a lot. I really do. I think the thing that one does better than most I've seen is that the scale is correct. A lot of the other ones, it's 3D, but you're just kind of, nothing really feels grounded. Mm-hmm. Whereas Moss, everything you're looking at you feel like you're the right size, and the mouse feels like it's the right size, and you're looking at it like it. It kind of allows you to step into this world like you're looking over this. This is little mouse going on an adventure. Yes, yes. Um, and it, it works a lot better. Just, just as far as making the VR make it feel like you're in the place. Yes. Than a lot of games. Yeah, you have. feel like you're literally just crouching down there in the world with the mouse mm-hmm. and helping it solve puzzles. So. Conceptually, that's awesome, and it's just—it's a solid—it's a well-made game. It feels polished. It feels well-made. It's really cute, really adorable. Anyway, I'm glad you guys got to try Moss. It's a really interesting thing. At least you get an idea of kind of what it's what it's all about and what it's doing. Yeah. Because um, I think that game is doing a lot for for VR. One of the few things this year hasn't been a lot going on for VR. So the polls this week, I wanted to discuss briefly. We already talked about the best hair poll. Congratulations to the Filipino Johnny Depp. Um, and silly me for getting in there and even thinking I had a chance. <laughs> Live and learn. Um, so anyways, we got a, b- a bunch of quick polls going to fly through. A little faster than normal today because of the circumstances. Um, <laughs> all right, so this one is a good one. So me and Fish tried uh, Cuphead co-op because he was in town, and we said, let's try it. And it sucked. Not because the game sucks necessarily, but oh my god, Shay, there's shit flying everywhere. We were like, I'd say we were worse. We played the game worse in co-op. But um, it got me thinking, so I don't really miss the fact that we can't play in co-op. But it got me thinking, so I put a poll up, and the poll was basically Cuphead or Mugman, which I thought would be a pretty easy thing. And it was, because it came back 
72% Cuphead, 28% Mugman. No offense to Mugman, but he's not that interesting looking. I don't get the Mugman people. I mean, I love mm. you, but, like, what's the deal with Mugman? Am I right? Oh, he's ugly as fuck. <laughs> he, he just that tiny look, straw. He, he just doesn't look cool as Mugman or Cuphead. No. Cuphead has, You're like, You're just this. saying that because he has a big nose. No. Like, look, look at his... Look at Cuphead's eyes. And that bent back straw... Mm-hmm. Like Mugman just seems too PG, and Cuphead... he's got he's got hot chocolate in that mug. Yeah, look at that. And he also drinks from that straw too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some personality, but yeah, Cuphead just looks like a. He sleep. emulates the Mickey Mouse colors. He's got the better fucking um, straw. Just his overall body, like he just has it. He just got that special yeah. quality, that intangible it quality, as they say. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's player number one, always. They don't call it Mugman, do they? I wonder if they struggled with that. Should we call it Cuphead or Mugman? I wonder if that was like a thing internally. Anyway, 72% of our listeners, Shay, said, Cuphead is the winner. Um, I posted this picture of me holding a sword up to Fish's neck. And I said, this is the scene right before what? Murder or erotica? 72% came back saying, erotica! We'll never know. I, I wonder why. Well, hmm. well it's because of your face right there. I look like I'm about to kill you, but you look like you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. bliss. Mm-hmm. I was, <laughs> I was enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Having a sword that close to taking my life. <laughs> that chump, take a bite out of that. So, and I thought this would fit the theme of the show. Um, I did a poll on marriage or being single, and it said marriage, please, or fuck that. Came back seventy percent. Marriage. Mm. Now that says 69%. I round up. Why the fuck would you skip over that number? I got the power. I had the power to round up 1%. Would you like it? Would you like it if someone read He doesn't like 69 in his marriage. Oh. (laughs) That's true, John. I just just hate 1%. Like, I hate reading 69% off. That enrages me a little bit. That should roll right off the tongue, though. And the last, and then back on, and yeah! then back off again, and then back on again. <laughs> and the last one is basically: Are you into the new Call of Duty Blackout or Fortnite? Seventy-three percent said Blackout. Blackout. What no. the fuck is Blackout? Call that's of Duty the, Blackout. Well, that's the black. Oh, is it? okay. Is I thought you were saying. I thought you were meaning to say Black it's Ops. Just the it's Blackout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, black uh, blackout is the mode in Black Ops. It's, yeah, it's the huh. it's the battle royale mode, which we played. Good a job, today. Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. It's garbage. <laughs> it's, yeah. <sighs> Great analysis, guys. Mm. Mm. It's garbage. It's garbage. Oh man, I it's it's fine. It just it doesn't have an aesthetic. Somebody forgot. It's like they had a a a computer lab of monkeys that were trying to create the formula for the battle royale and they said yep and it was like creating a test tube a sterile test tube uh-huh. by monkeys yep and that's what they came out with and it plays well because call of duty plays well but that thing is a very sterile like mm-hmm. you could perform surgery on that thing because it has there's nothing on it follow me not really dale Yepers. Damn it. <laughs> that black. It's honestly, I think it's fine. I probably enjoyed it a little more than you guys, but 
I'll rent it for a day from Redbox and I'll get rid of it. I'll never. I'll feel fine. I don't have any love for Call of Duty, but it's exactly what you think it is. It's just weird, Shay, because it's like Fortnite added so much personality to that mode, and Call of Duty gives you the gameplay that you love from Call of Duty because it just feels a little smoother, a little tighter. But there's like no personality mm-hmm. at all. The buildings and everything are like cut and dry. It's like the most. Yeah, I watched several games you guys playing and could not tell you where anything is on that map because it's all so unbelievably forgettable. It's just aestheticless. Yeah. It's aestheticless. I don't think I've ever said that about anything. It's aestheticless. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Aestheticless? Not the way you say it. Aestheticles. Aestheticles. Yeah. My favorite philosopher. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, it's fine. It seems fine. But I will say this. They're smart in that if you don't want to play the Battle Royale mode in Fortnite, that's pretty much all there is for the most part. With this, if you want to play classic team deathmatch or zombies, I think this is a smart package because those Battle Royale games can be kind of... Like, you get your fill of them very quickly because, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to work out for them or not. It's... It's a good idea trying to bring everybody in, but because there are so many modes in one game... They're going to have a hard time with queue times as it goes on because how how are you going to get people to queue for the same mode mm-hmm. in one game? Like Fortnite, however many people are playing Fortnite, they're playing Fortnite. They're in yeah. the same queue. They're never going to have issues with, you know, having to split up their own player base. Mm-hmm. Whereas Call of Duty, watching you guys play that, there's like 45 different modes you can queue into. Mm-hmm. With, like, different rule sets and stuff. And it's just going to... I can't imagine that's going to age well. Like, give it six months and no one's going to be playing it. If you want to play something remotely strange on there... That was even a problem back in the day. With, like, them having so many different modes that... um, Like, sometimes you'd go to play a certain mode and there'd be, like, five people in the lobby and you can't even play. Mm -hmm. So, that's interesting. That's a really good point. It just seems like somebody sat in a test tube and was following these games and was like, oh, this is how you make these games. You place a little weird house here, a little place there, a little yeah, thing I've here. I've got to lean with you, Fish. <laughs> like, yeah, they're connected by headphones, so they have to do the lean. Um, <laughs> but we tried it, so we can say that we at least tried it. Um, but that's pretty much it. That's all we played this week. A bunch of VR and Call of Duty, among other things. But I know that Josh and Shay have been playing this game called My Memories of Us. Um, and they wanted to talk about it. So, uh, how are you feeling about it? You finished it, Josh? Yeah, yeah, I finished it right before I flew out. Wanted to make sure I got it <coughs> taken care of before I headed out here, because I figured Shay would probably knock it out by the time we were doing the podcast. This is not a not a really long game, just a, more of a narrative sort of experience. How many hours did you say you beat it in? Three? Two, three. Oh, four, really? Oh, wow, it's yeah. really short. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty short. Like, inside short. Actually, no, I think it was more than that. I can't remember exactly, but it, was, it wasn't it was very long. It's a pretty short game. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It, uh, it had some of those tone issues that I was talking about last week yeah. with Valiant Hearts, where it would just kind of switch wildly to something else, but it was always in the gameplay section. Like, they never really wildly swung in the tone of the story they were telling um, and, and actually some of those odd switches in the gameplay actually paid off in story ways that I wasn't expecting Okay. Um, 
in really cool ways. Um, I, I really don't want to spoil it because it's 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 definitely worth playing. But there's there's this a couple times during the story you end up playing essentially Guitar Hero as you're, <laughs> you're playing through there. Yeah. Cool, the, yeah. It, the first time it showed up, I'm like I'm kind of rolling my eyes. Oh, just Guitar Hero. And then the second time, the way they were able to use it narratively. Really it, clever? It Really clever. It almost made me cry. Like, I wow. was sick to my stomach the way they used that gameplay mechanic just repeating it the second time. Like the scrolling button pressing thing? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it was really, really effective just just based off of how you saw it the first time in the story going to the second time. Um, and that was absolutely not something I was expecting. Yeah, that's um, crazy. From that sort of, you know, just mechanic out of nowhere. Um, but Did you feel that way too, Shay? Did you get sick to your stomach um, at any point? I probably wasn't as... I didn't feel as drastic, but yeah, it... yeah. That particular sequence he's talking about, it was pretty affecting. And that was the whole point of the game in general, really, is to um, use these different puzzles and these different uh, points in time in the story to really kind of show you what actually happened during this time. And it worked really well. Like Josh is saying, there are times where some of the the... The switches in gameplay felt very disjointed, but for the most part, for me, it worked. Um, maybe I'm more of an apologist, um, but I, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Uh, um, like th- those kind of changes, those dynamic changes. The, some of the puzzles themselves were not very memorable. Like there, there are some some puzzles I couldn't tell you what what happened i don't remember the part like i could go back and play the game again i probably was like oh yeah that puzzle but then there were certain times where the puzzles were just awesome like the first time you go into one of the robot spaceships and you're doing this like whole sequence was awesome i loved that entire sequence it was a lot of fun it kept me on the edge of my seat as i was moving through these various areas and it it worked really well uh, the puzzle fit the vibe that they were trying to um, evoke in the player, essentially. And it worked really well. And then there were other times where it just, I wouldn't say it took you out of the exper- experience, but um, it just, it was like, eh, whatever. Uh, there's one particular puzzle in there, and I, I've read some other articles on it, um, just the game. And I ended up having like a similar feeling is there's this one puzzle where you have to do some simple math. It's not too difficult. Uh, But that wasn't the frustrating part. The frustrating part was figuring out the hint you're given for the puzzle and the symbols and the symbols you're you're trying to find. Because um, this isn't revealing too much. The puzzle itself is basically you go to this blackboard. It is a minor spoiler, though. Let's head that off now. You basically see on a board... Minor, minor. It was yeah. more of a puzzle spoiler right. than anything. So. Right. You see strawberries, birds, and uh, like a, a ship, like a sail, sailing ship. And basically, um, it's it's a, a mathematical formula. You have to like multiply two and then add the third. So you basically have to figure out in this this building you're in, which is this orphanage, how like how much of each one of these you find. The The birds were easy. You look through a telescope, you find them. 
That's fine. You go down to the basement, you find a thing of strawberry jam, give it to a character, and then he's thinking about a certain amount of strawberries. You find that. The ships was the hard one because I actually found like there were ships on this wallpaper, but they weren't factored into the total number of ships. And then there's a ship hidden somewhere, and this is the part where I won't spoil, um, that I didn't find very easily. And it took me a very long time to find it. And um, I honestly, honest to God, I had to go look at the exact number because I was counting all these extra ships. And no matter what number I was pointing in, it wouldn't work. So I was like, you know what? I, I need to go look up this number because I'm just not figuring <laughs> this out. And like, yeah. it wasn't a mathematical problem. Sorry, Josh. I did, I did it backwards. I, I, I basically brute forced it because the keypads in this game, all of them have to have three unique numbers. Yeah. And so I, I, I brute forced it. I was like, all right, I know it has to be a three-digit number, so that narrows down how many ships it could possibly be because I was having issues with the ships too. Right, yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. And then I realized, okay, it's got to be a three-digit number. It can't be a huge number because otherwise I'd be missing, you know, way more than just the one or two that I could possibly have been missing. And so I just kind of backed right. that way into the puzzle. I'm like, okay, can't have right. any repeat numbers. It, this is, it's got to be this one. So Right. And, I mean, I think that for the most part in general, there the puzzle in the, puzzles in this game I didn't feel were particularly difficult. Like, they don't even approach the level of something like Inside or Braid or any of those kind of games. I feel like the puzzle is more of... A, like a um in addition to the the story that it's trying to tell more so yeah yeah for the most part it's just kind of there um most of them you just kind of walk your way through without them really even being a puzzle and then occasionally you'll get ones like that that are significantly harder right yeah yeah they're not and like really we said some of them focus. add to the, the the atmosphere of what's going on in the story um I one 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 thing I actually wanted to talk with you about cuz we cuz I just finished it this morning we haven't even had time to talk about it was um like the last playable sequence in the game not the very last one but like I think you would know which one I'm talking about cuz there's nothing else in the game quite like it How did you feel about that without giving anything away Um It was all right. Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out how I can talk about it without spoiling anything because there's just so much going on there. Um, right. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I kind. I saw like I saw where it was going for the most part. Um, like whenever the game first started, I wasn't sure exactly how realistic it was going to skew because obviously it's based on world war ii but you know it's this kind of child living through it retelling it as killer robots who have you know come to attack them um so i wasn't sure how strictly we're gonna take it and they it's it's actually fairly realistic as far as like what they're displaying other than you know obviously the the few fantastical elements meant to kind of show how he's perceiving this um 
but yeah, I, I, they did a better job than I expected going into it. I was really yeah. worried about the whole retelling with let's make it even more fantastical um, stuff, but they stuck it so much better than I expected that it really was a nice surprise. That's fair, and I, I mostly felt that way too. Um, I, I read some articles with uh, people talking about how that ending sequence was just not welcome. It felt very disjointed. And I couldn't disagree with that more. I mean, it's something that you don't experience anywhere else in the game. And I really liked it because it adds to the frenetic nature of what's happening at the, at the climax of the game. Like it, it, like you really feel at that point, like shit's going down. And that's why they integrated that, that particular mechanic mechanic into the game and to me um may- maybe this gives a, a little away uh it felt almost cuphead-esque to me in a way oh, Cup, like a game. mixture between that and cave story yeah it's fairly simple but yeah it's yeah the only thing i didn't like about that section and it has less to do with the gameplay than the story is that they introduce a character and then immediately get rid of them because it would make story complications that they didn't want to have. Yeah. Um, and it felt very awkward to me. Like, yeah, that is true. That is true. That that I wholeheartedly agree with because, like, the whole... Everything going on before that, like, basically you're building up to meeting this new character. Um, in the little... Mm-hmm. The dialogue bubbles, like... You're building up, you're solving these puzzles, you're about to meet this character, and then what happened subsequently was just the ultimate blue balls. I think I've experienced yeah. in gaming in a long time. It's like, I'm about to meet this new character, they're going to be important from the story here on out, and then, um, yeah. It just, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird choice. Um, I get what they were trying to go for, it just felt very weird. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I feel like there just wasn't enough space there. Like, I feel like it could have worked with an extra, I don't know, half hour of playtime. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it felt rushed. It felt kind of more like just a plot contrivance than a character by the time I was done, which I was unfortunate. That's true. That's true. That that was one Actually, I'm... Go ahead. I was actually doing a play because now that I know it's only like three hours long, Josh said he had it on his Steam account so i'm kind of i'd like to spend it sounds like i can play it in the evening and kind of just get yeah. the experience is it should really be worth to. it i mean do you guys do you guys think it's worth playing but maybe it won't be coming up at the end of the year do you guys see this well, as being something that'll come at the end of the year well g- give, give us a few more minutes to talk about it and i think that'll change your mind one way or the other um because one of the big things that we haven't actually talked about that i mentioned that i saw at tgs is kind of the allegory and the symbolism in the game, which the game is rife mm, with that. Okay. Like that's predominantly mm. what this game is about. It's to me, it's Wait, sim- allegory. Wait a second, mm. fish. What does allegory mean? He made that documentary. <laughs> <laughs> that allegory. About talking about that global <laughs> warming. Yes, I know all about convenient truth. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's uh, okay, Fish. I didn't know either. I usually if I don't know something, I just you're my fall man. Right. What does allegory mean? 
I mean, I, I think that's pretty cool. What, describe that for maybe our listeners who might not be as versed. Extended metaphor. Oh, okay. Extended metaphor. Okay. I like that. Yeah, just think about like a story or something Extension. that has a deeper meaning behind it, essentially. Like, you, like there's hidden deeper meanings than what you're seeing at face value. Yeah. Okay, so subtext. Yeah, a lot of the original fantasy novels were this. Um, and it kind of got a bad rap because a lot of it was Christian authors to begin with, and you get everything from, like, Paul Bunyan's... Like C.S. Lewis. Yeah, in C.S. Lewis, yeah. There's, there's a lot more depth and stuff interesting going on there, but, like, the original few authors who were doing this, like I was saying, like, Paul Bunyan, it's intolerable. Like, his allegory literally names the fucking things after what they're supposed to represent. Oh, that's annoying. And it's, it's, ju- it's like fucking unobtainium. So if but, you did- like, every single thing, every single character <laughs> and object in the world is named with stupid fucking names like that. Um, but then so you get... So it gets to be a bit much. Yeah. And, but that then, sounds yeah. up my alley. I'm just kidding. <laughs> a bunch of pretentious ass shit everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, it, it can be done well. It's just, the, for for a while there, it was so heavy-handed <laughs> that it really got a bad rap, and people just avoided it like the plague. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, in recent years, it's been done better. Like, C.S. Lewis did it better. Um, Mouse, which is actually a, a comic book, which is also based on World War II, mm-hmm. was, it's, it's, it's another retelling of of that story, but the the Jews are... Mice. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was that actually was really good, really well regarded. But yeah, interesting. You know, it's kind of kind of using allegory to show, you know, the the relationship there. Right, and this game this game uses a lot of that. Um, it takes some cues from Schindler's List in the whole color scheme mm-hmm. throughout the game because it's kind of a monochromatic yeah. style game, um, except yeah. with the color red, and. That's yeah. that's kind of where it plays, and I felt most of the time that the allegory, the symbolism, all that wasn't heavy-handed. There were times where mm-hmm. it did feel a little heavy-handed, but for the most part, it felt natural. It felt like it made sense because, I mean, at the end of the day, this was an like an old man telling a child this story. And he, mm-hmm. and this old man is remembering it from the eyes of himself, who was a child. So it was a child, yeah. a child's memory, in an old man telling it to another child. It didn't feel to that heavy. Yeah. yeah, it didn't yeah. feel that heavy-handed to me most of the time. There are some times yeah. where it does feel yeah, a little no, heavy-handed, yeah. but I mean, it's it's minimal. Yeah, yeah, and this is more nitpicking here, but like you mentioned before, the whole black and white color scheme but using red to highlight stuff in most of the game it's meant as a symbol and then a few of the puzzles they use red just to make things stand out i felt like and it i like i was racking my brain trying to figure out what is this supposed to represent because they're making these things stand out with bright red and i don't think there was anything there and i I, i'd really like to see like a developer commentary about some of those scenes to see if i'm just if i'm missing something or if it was just yeah we need to make this read a little better right yeah and Um, i I feel like at times they felt like there there needed to be some more aesthetic there so they put in that red um just just to liven up a particular scenario and maybe that's just more like 
for in general, like the mood. Maybe that red was more in there to make it feel a little bit more frantic, to make it feel a little bit more ominous. And maybe that's simply what that choice was. But uh, there's a particular scene at the end, like at the very end of the game, so I'm not going to talk about it, where red is... The the use of red at the end of the game, I fucking loved that end sequence with wh- where they use that that red in there. It was awesome. Yeah, it it was just it it was so affecting how they chose cool. to do. I'm excited. Do that. I'm curious. You guys piqued like, my interest. I think at the end of the day, Morgan, because um, actually. I don't know if Josh, you bought it or you just used my Steam. I'm sure you just used my Steam. Morgan, you're more than welcome I, to. I, I bought it. Oh, you did yeah, buy it. Okay, I bought it. Like it, it looked interesting enough that I, I wanted to support him with it. it was, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, yeah, you you can use one of ours, Morgan. But um, I would definitely say it's worth buying, to say the least, because um, it, even though it's a shorter game, it is an awesome, awesome game. It's from. It's actually from. Uh, juggler games they are a polish studio and what they wanted to do was tell this story uh about like their homeland and what happened to their people so i feel like you're kind of in a way you're supporting um yeah oh that's 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 another thing i want to wanted to bring up um the lore bits that you find in this game um, are, are they're, they're similar to some of the other games we've mentioned before but one of the really interesting things about this one is that you're playing through this game like we mentioned before is the memories of a child going through this he never knew who these people were who were helping protect them along the way and then you get these memories and basically there are background characters that don't aren't even named through the story. But they were really pivotal. In but they were them. actual people. Yeah. Like they're based on real people from oh, history. Oh, okay. And you get the memories there, and you actually Weird. see who these people were and how they actually, you know, help the resistance, help people survive through all of this in real life. And that just finding these memories in this game actually was probably one of the best implementations of that I've seen because it's it's giving you this context like oh that guy that that one guy that was kind of there involved in this one puzzle helping me get through here that was an actual guy um, right cool. exactly yeah, yeah exactly I mean, it's it's weird, sim- yeah. it's similar to never alone in that regard mm-hmm. uh, except I think it's probably like you said used a little utilized a little better in this game mm-hmm. for sure cool well let's um Let's save cross code for next week. Uh, I just looked over at Fish, and his eyes were closed as if he was passing out. That's uh, fine. That's be... fine. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I'm fine with that. I, I've put 45 minutes into the game. I'm fine. Oh, all, all I want to say so far is it's a fucking awesome game, and I'm excited to put more time into it. Like, I, yeah, like I the second I booted it up, I was like, yep. So, yeah, we'll talk about it more next. Well, week. and by the time the next show drops, hopefully we'll have put a one or two hours into Red Dead Redemption because, fucking that's yep. the, that is a that is a game that is dropping. So um, I want to say this has been a fun show. Fish is barely hanging in there. We've had some crazy shit going on behind the scenes. Uh, it's been cool to have you guys here. We're coming up on about two hours exactly. It looks like. Um, and our video just died, but we got a lot of the show. But the video did eventually die, which is good because we won't—they won't be able to see you falling asleep, fish at the mm-hmm. end there. Uh, 
Yep. Yep, he's in a weird place. Um, <laughs> Fish is in that weird place. I wish you could see him, but he's probably dying for a vape right now. Right, buddy? <laughs> you need to get that vape in your lungs. That good old vapor. Um, it's been it's been a good show. Um, like I said, wedding tomorrow, next week, Red Dead Redemption, other stuff will be happening. I'll probably take a sabbatical. I promised my fiance I'd take a sabbatical for like a week and just spend time with her. Yeah. Um, I will still probably try to sneak in some VR so I can play that Astro Bot. But generally speaking, I told her that Red Dead's coming out like we talked about earlier, and mm-hmm. I'm going to commit time to that. But I'm going to give her the week after we're married to just hang out with her for yeah. a week. No, that uh, sounds good. And we're just going to f- fuck 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. How do you like that, fish? Boom, boom, boom. I like that oh, a lot. That's yeah. sex. Oh, Rick. Wow, that's great. <sighs> 53 days without sex over here. How many? 53. Whoa, 53 yeah. days. Oh. Way to kill the vibe at the end of the show there, buddy. I, I need that, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's to the point now where a good hug is like blue ball. <laughs> All right. Thanks for checking out the show. It's been a special one, a weird one, a crazy one. We hope you enjoyed it because I had three members of the Chompcast in-house. Thank you, of course, Shay, Shay for being here from Montana. It's been fun. Went through this whole bottle of rum. Um, is it rum? Yes. Okay. It's rum. Yes. Yes. A scale of 1 to 10, how drunk are you, Fish? 10. How drunk are you, Josh? Probably 1. What? Josh isn't a monster. I'm at about a 7. We're going to take off. Thanks for checking out the show. We'll see you next week. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect timing.